0: Can you hear me? Dun, da, dun, da, dun, can you even something? Feel me, see me, whatever. Okay, sorry, that didn't work.
1: Hi. <laughs> it, it was original.
0: Well, it was, it was stolen from Tommy from The Who.
1: Oh, yes. Oh, oh was it? I didn't recognize it. <laughs> really? Oh, no, no. I, I, I know the song. I just didn't recognize the way you sang it. Yeah, I, again, Really? <laughs> Deary, deary, deary
0: me scotty i hope you're recording because i am i am recording okay so think. you can tell that i'm in a musical mood this morning
1: is something happened to make you this bright and airy uh
0: well you remember my my best friend of the world joe Crabcake?
1: cake <laughs> 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 oh wait I'm that's sure the... I'm, I'm sure he regrets the day he ever wrote into the show <laughs> that's true sorry oh shit it's not joe crab
0: cake it's jim Fishstick.
1: no no <laughs> The point is you have no idea what his name is anymore do you because you've just made up so many for them
0: No 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 Joe Crabtree drummer extraordinaire So I, I I I forgot to mention this uh from a while back Uh one thing is I have to put in the show notes uh you know he he is currently on tour with with Wishbone Ash and this is a progressive band uh, a prog rock band I guess an electric blues band from England you may you may know them I guess that they yes, they've been around Wishbone for a long time
1: Ash were they were, uh, yes, they've been around a very long time. I mean, 70s, I think, yeah. isn't it? Bush, yeah. Yeah.
0: So I, I was listening to some of the tracks. And the reason I was listening to them is because uh, my completely unhip dad's band has been recording. Um, and so the question came up to to recording drums and, and how to do it. And it, it, it I know it has nothing to do with software development, but it kind of does in that, the processes have changed a lot since the last time I was ever in a recording studio, and that was back in the days of of magnetic tape on on reels um, and uh, He was telling me that that you know f- for instance when when disco music came along uh, and everything needed to sound mechanical and and the drum machines didn't really quite exist but what they did they wanted a mechanical sound that they would record individual parts right so you would record just the hi hat track just the bass drum just the snare so there's absolutely no leakage and you can process each you know each audio uh, each track individually and then you can therefore make it you know perfectly you could make it sound like anything, and it's drum sounds from the seventies are kind of particular, particularly bad in my mind. But that's a separate discussion. Um, but it was interesting in that th- then you had the problem of how you would sync it all together because you know it, it, they didn't have click track backs th- back then, and uh, it just made me think about uh, about about this issues of synchronization um, and and how. Software tools you know make it, make it so much easier in some ways to do some things, but then they also change the process itself. And so for the fact now that, that all music can be composed using software on your phone um, and, and samples of, of any instrument you can possibly manage are available for you to loop and to play with and you can, you can put together a decent sound and recording, except it will be metronomically perfect because it's software and yet I'm a human player, and I like to play my, I like to bash my drums, and, and so when we were doing this recording session, the guitarist is doing it all in Logic, saying, hey, can we play with a click track? I'm like, why would i want to do that I says well because if it's metronomically perfect it makes it a lot easier to to punch in and out if you want to change and edit things and this is kind of funny because drummers usually never get that option i mean they, they do but it's, it's 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 very tricky usually what happens is you have the bass and the drums will lay down those initial tracks that's actually quite difficult to play without any vocal cues or anything like that um and then after the fact everybody lays in their thing they can do as many overdubs as they want it's very simple for them but if it's not perfect it becomes more difficult for them so you're trading you know your your stress for their convenience later on so it feeds into the like drummers are never appreciated. But anyway, it was very interesting to have all these discussions with him um, because he, he has areas of expertise that, that I would only dream of in the same way that I you know, I have some areas of expertise as a software engineer that I wouldn't say he dreams of necessarily, but he doesn't have. Um, and it's just a reminder that it's always nice to be able to, to chat with people who ha- are experts in a field that you have some interest in. And you may find that, that thinking about problems in other contexts, may help you think about problems in, in your own direct work
1: context. So that's my, my cheery morning thought. How are you, Scotty? That is a very true statement you have just said, sir. Now, I think things like that track what we say and don't say and when we say them would be very useful because I am fairly sure we've had that conversation. What I don't know is whether everyone went into a show or not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, we did. So, we, no, so see... folks, if you've, ever, if you've heard that before, then, uh, yeah, that's just reinforcement for you. No, if you've you... not heard it before, then no, great. You...
0: You you haven't because you fucked up our show last week.
1: I I did. <laughs> oh, I see. I see. Mm-hmm. Because
0: it's this is going out on broadcast. So if I speak it and other people besides you and me can hear it, I can establish my own truth. <laughs>
1: See the fact that yeah, you know, based on your ability to uh, to record this thirty minutes of audio here, your uh, your 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 dad's band must be dreading how long it's going to take to produce an album.
0: Oh my god, <laughs> it's so mean! Again, the meanest. <laughs> you know, you know, you're only mean because you have nothing else to, to to constructive. I have additional constructive things to say, but um, but I'll let you go first.
1: Oh, well, All right, what times I up. Doing this week, it's uh, uh, we recorded quite late last week, didn't we? We didn't record till Friday. Now it's uh only wednesday so what's happened in the four working days in between uh the uh what's that um i've been i've been looking at the unified logging system um i'm not sure when that arrived on the scene i know it was a little while ago i've only just got round to, to take a look at it and um yeah it's uh and I'm, I'm trying to sort of just track what goes on in in an app and it allows you basically to. Um, have make stuff appear in the console but by adding your own um sort of log effectively to the console if you go back into the console app you can find all your log messages by looking at the subsystem that you put down or categories you put down um and uh logging it to different levels be that debug info or warning or uh sorry error or um fault i think are the the levels uh to track stuff, but I'm I'm not actually hundred percent decided whether I think it has any value or not yet. <laughs> um, so uh, that's interesting. I mean, I I think the that is included in the uh, the OS um, module that logging is in the signposting stuff is quite nice. It's where you can uh, issue a signpost event um in your code and that means if you're then running in um uh if you have instruments running uh and you're looking at your app when you post a signpost that appears as a you know in, in instruments and shows you this is where it just signposted so if you're looking for performance between certain um things or as part of certain events signposting can be quite useful because you can either signpost an event or you can signpost the beginning of an event and then the end of an event um so within instruments to seeing what happens between certain places you signpost that that's pretty useful uh, but that's not logging which is where i started to um there is a bunch of activity stuff you can use in there as well for putting logs within an activity but um yeah, As far as I can see, that's not particularly easy to use from Swift. It's because it's very much based on a C API. Uh, I mean, maybe there's wrappers now that I haven't seen or whatever, or, or you know, I'm looking at old documentation. So, yeah, so I've been uh, in there. But um, as I say, whether it has any value or whether it's um, worth my time that I've spent looking at, I don't know. Have you played or used the unified logging system at all? Um, I myself
0: don't do it. Somebody built a logging system for us to be able to, to make it easier to, to have custom logging um, for that purpose. It's kind of unfortunate that uh, the normal logging – well, it, it, it when I first started programming, I had NSLog thrown out within in my app and i just never thought about it i could like i barely i barely uh, yeah i barely knew the impact it had it's just it was the only way i knew to to do debugging before i knew how to, to how to use an actual debugger um and i ended up just leaving it in there and then i remember somebody coming and looking at the console when my app is running and looking on it hard it's like what the fuck and and i learned i learned the term loggeria diarrhea of logging <laughs> And you can get there very, very quickly. So the logging system, which lets you separate things, is, is very useful, but it it, it is something that it's, it's more a kind of engineering policy issue than it is a technical thing, and unless you have agreement for it, the, one person's desire for logging can, can make life miserable for other people when you're trying to find things like you know, uh, uh, auto layout debug messages, because um, I experienced that the other day while helping somebody else, and, and, and I thought I saw... Uh, uh, uh an auto layout you know debug message go by in the console and uh there was one but you know she couldn't see it or she you know it was harder hard for her to notice because there were 12 million other logs that were on and i think it it was just because we hadn't configured things properly to be able to 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 exclude certain logging statements
1: anyway yeah i mean this is this is again for a client application and, and the app and the app has a sort of pretty limited user base um so it's not like millions of users or anything like that but it's like yeah just occasionally it gets it gets problems and uh, and errors and it'd be great to you know and and some of the theories would be great to be able to go back and just say okay when this error is occurring you know what has happened um and so the initial thought was if there's you know a system log is being used, then you can get someone to to send you the system log the system log, and see what was happening when they were getting the error um, but of course, you know getting a log out of the unified system log that you can actually send to someone is not easy well I'm not gonna say it's that difficult but it's you know it's not it, it's not necessarily just easy and you know straightforward to do, so whether it has the value, I don't know or whether it'd be better off just doing our own logging that just writes logs to disk and then you say, Oh, just send us the log file. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not decided yet. So there we are. I've just, just diarrhea my, um, uh, uncertainty about this. Out there. So if anyone out there has experience of using unified logging and its benefits and, uh, or non-benefits, um, I'd love to hear from you.
0: Well, that's, that's, we that's are. putting quite a bit of load on our fractional listener. They have to have interest in music and logging. <laughs>
1: Yes. 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 That that is that is that is true. Uh maybe uh yeah, maybe Jimmy Fishpie or whatever his name is can have <laughs> a go. Jimmy Fish Fry. No, it's Robert
0: Fish Pry. <laughs> no, it's Martha Martha Magpie. Anyway. That's that's gonna be our new segment. Name our fractional listener. <laughs> Well, Scotty, can I tell you about how unit test will save my future life? Since they didn't, they weren't there to save my current life.
1: You can, please go ahead. Okay. Well, I'm... We, seem, we seem to be on a testing theme these last few weeks. We are. Well, because I've I, I so gotten
0: the religion. Um, and, and I think that's the case with with testing in general. It, you know, automated testing of any kind, unit testing, functional testing, you you really only get the religion for once it's it's personally bit you and and you have shame. So I I, I have to bow my head in shame because I shipped a bug. And yes, that happens. And it was not a, a terrible catastrophic thing, but it's, it is generally kind of embarrassing. And this was was something related to correlating a an icon from a text string um so that i can then embed that icon image in an attributed text string i know that we talked about this so this thing is shipped and it's been out there in the wild now for a bit until somebody uh wrote in saying hey you know you you have a very mismatched icon for the rating given what the rating is and and just because of it it was it was a a pretty bad mismatch and that's something that it was a, a kind of an older kid uh was mismatched for a younger kid so um uh and the reason was i i 'm so embarrassed to say this, but it has to do with with how i was I was finding the range um, and and seeing you know finding out which one to 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 match it to so you you get these strings which contain numerical values in them or sometimes they're string values, but you need to kind of isolate them you need to find out does it exist uh, independent of itself and if you look for for instance, does a string contain six um, uh, that will match in 66, and in 6, in 16, in 26, in any number of ones. So you have to find a better way to be able to isolate it. Um, and so there are different techniques you can use, but I am always one to try and use the easiest one because you have an array of, of things that you're looking for and you give a string so you can enumerate the array and saying, does the string contain that object in the array? Um, and so then depending on the order in which you enumerate it, you may get the wrong match. And, and that's really what happens. So and, and this is oddly enough of a problem that I noticed when I was trying to do the, the insertion of the of the text attachment in, this, in the attributed string. So I already got burned by this and the fact i think i talked about it i then forgot to take that learning and move it into into another area where i was doing a similar thing because it's a kind of a two-step process first you have to determine what the actual rating is given the rating string which combines you know text and and numbers um and then you have to then find that image and then you have to to figure out where to take that image and where to insert it in the attributed string that's made from the original string all right so anyway uh uh so out it went, and in my testing, I said, "Yeah, this is great. It works wonderful." And and I, I I I missed that case. And part of the problem was is that at the at the point in the project where I was doing it, I didn't have an exhaustive list of all the different uh, cases. And you know, and and I just I foolishly believed, "Hey, I'm smart. You know, I've got it. It works." And and there it worked for lots of different cases and lots of different ratings boards around the world. But that one combination there. Bit me, and I was so horrified by it that I said, all right, I don't ever want this to happen again. Let's put a unit test in it because this is a case where you really do need multiple levels of tests. I mean the the tests that I did write were screenshot tests, and those were mostly for for our uh, localization team so they so instead of them having to go through and and you know uh, run the app and go through a bunch of different titles and and check for it you know we did it in a, in a couple of different languages and it was just basically to 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 validate the layout of of the the languages it didn't test that that other bit of functionality in in every single case and 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 then I thought about it. it's like well it would be I could do another screenshot test I could do uh, you know uh, uh, an automated test that's running the app or in this particular case I just write a unit test for the code, but then I looked at the code and, and and I've seen presentations and you know from from at conferences and from my own colleagues about how to make code more easily unit testable, and then I realized that again I didn't because you know I'm very comfortable in the world of objects and the objects should be smart and self-contained and you know that's a good thing but it makes it harder to test and so there is this method that takes an input which is you know the rating string and then and then and then goes through and figures out how to do it for each of the different cases but it only it, it it's the case of uh, the difference between you know functional programming where everything is very self-contained and objects where there's a, a bunch of assumed states. so you have an, an entity describing the this set of content advisories and the content advisories have various properties like the ratings board is it, is it yeah you know, is it for korea is it for brazil or different countries and then you have the actual rating string itself and then you have methods that that act upon all that data and then return you answers and in the form of uh, that are accessible for from a simple property or method and if it's a simple method with no arguments like a, that 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 can behave as a property it's very very nice using it in the ui you could just basically ask an entity for its small icon name and that small icon name ultimately calls a method passes in some arguments that it already knows and so and so as a result if i rewrote the method a little bit to make it more easily testable i could then you know test just that method i know this is for anybody who's done unit testing you're like going yeah einstein that's how it works um and 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 there's nothing particularly difficult about it at all. It's just a mindset of having to think about it, and it, it once you get it, it just kind of turns on lights, and you just never want to leave yourself exposed. So then, what it was very easy to do is to build a a, a little XE test, unit test uh, that would then you know load up some data. And then Bare minimum data needed to be able to create one of these entities instead of having to have it with all of them for the sake of testing the things I needed to. It just needs a small subset of the data. Very easy to to programmatically make an array in the test case, an array of dictionaries, each containing the minimum data that is looped through the array, create one of these entities, exercise the methods validate that the, the, the output is, is what you're expecting, and now it runs every single time. And because I also know that I'm going to be having to rewrite this data, re- rewrite these methods a little bit because the server-side data is going to change, and, and that's something I've known about, um, I know that I can run those tests against it, and I can feel confident. Ah, I'm so much happier. Are you sensing my
1: happiness, Scotty? I am sensing your happiness, John, and I think that's the, that's the point of... Of unit testing is it's supposed to make you feel confident that the changes, any changes you make, have not broken anything? Mm. Um, and it's yeah, it is difficult. I mean, functional programming is great for unit testing because there are no, there's no coupling at all, uh, and no state. Um, state can make unit testing harder. Coupling makes unit testing harder. Not impossible, just a little bit harder. I mean, I mean the general principle that I was always told for. Um, you know for testing is if you're you know uh if you have a policy of tell don't ask in other words when you call a method tell it everything it needs to know as opposed to making it then ask something else then that becomes easier to test because if you tell the method in other words have more parameters that you give it all the information it needs as opposed to have the method just take one parameter and then ask for other things from the system or whatever else um you can have consistent input and therefore consistent output and therefore easier to test but it doesn't always work well that way especially in you know the ios world with our yeah you know, where we have a lot of state and view controllers and whatever else going on but when you can get the testing right yeah it does make a it does make a difference but you know i've worked on stuff where sometimes you have a unit test suite and some sometimes some of the tests fail and they fail because of some obscure reason and they intimately fail the moment you get that your unit test suite becomes you know I'm not going to say useless because that's not true, but you know, it's either you know, a, a red light should mean you stop everything and work out what's gone wrong. Um, the moment you say, well, sometimes it does that, your tests not, are not doing what they were supposed to do, which is make you know that things are good or things are bad. <laughs> um, so yeah, but it's uh, I'm glad you've uh, you've found the uh, found the unit testing religion, John. That's um, welcome to the uh to 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 the cult
0: yeah well i say there's our show title tell don't ask i should i should rather than asking you to be nice to me i
1: should just tell you to be nice to me but you know because i'm very obedient so you should do you should say scotty you will be nice to me and then i will be
0: ah gosh it's as simple as that all these years i've been laboring under the delusion that i had to ask for your kindness well, but that, that that brings up another point because you know testing at at scale is a difficult thing because you know as you might imagine we have all sorts of dashboards we have lots and lots of tests that we run and if tests don't if they take a long time to run you know then then you kind of defer them so you have different tests that run every single time there's a commit some tests that are run you know you know with with, with every build and and some that are are run that you know they take a day. Uh, to be able to run them all so they give you an overall view of the health and you know the reality is is that unit tests tend to run very precisely because there's fewer dependencies and you can run them on a simulator for example uh you know automated tests for ui may or may not be able to run on a simulator if if the full app like for us you know for reasons that people might understand um you can't do all all types of video playback on the simulator, and for things like accessibility, you can't really you know run on the simulator because you can't get voiceover to run the simulator. You can tell if it's set up, so there are some cases where you just have to have it running on a device. And once you have to have a device in the lab, ha-ha. You know, devices may go ill, they may have problems, you may have build problems on the machines that are doing it, you know, because for for whatever reason, especially when you're switching versions of Xcode, and, and you're in that in between state where you have, you know, switching between an old world and a new world. So it, it it is a reality that that some tests won't run and it's not as perfect of uh, as uh-oh there's a little warning light turning off and and again you know talk to a nuclear plant operator or and, and and you kind of understand that that if you were to 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 stop every time some type of light went on you'd never be able to go but on the other hand once you start you know tuning those things out you lose awareness, and then it becomes very, very difficult to 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 to, to deal with the cognitive overload of knowing what you can ignore and what you can. So it it is a little gray area, and that's with my last bit of speech is that you know I have I. I it is very easy to become very dogmatic about it and saying it's like well if 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 functional programming makes testing so much easier we should never have we should never have you know objects essentially everything just be functions and and that's kind of the weird world you you think about where we are straddling from kind of you know, and 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 some people are very dogmatic about it. It's like I will never write a line of code unless it, it, it it's it's accessed from a function. I will never have anything that 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 hides things, and so then you're you're it makes it makes code unreadable. I think in some cases, but maybe I'm getting in the realm of opinion perhaps now. But I think that the way to do it is to have a hybrid. It's good to have methods that 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 take all input parameters, and it's okay to have objects which will then you call those same methods. And, and for the sake of convenience and readability in other parts of the app, it's much easier to, to set properties you know, on a, a on a view by plucking properties off of an object um, that is purpose-built to, to give you a little bit of a world, to, to group all these things together. So you can make them work together. You just have to think about it, I think.
1: Yeah, I think I mean this is where you can get into lots of the sort of like massive arguments that go on on different Slack channels and, and forums about you know whether you should have state or not have state and objects versus function. You know, we we live in an object based world. We use object based languages, even though they um, even though they support more functional styles if you wish them to. Uh, but you know, to ignore the you know the state uh, benefits from the languages to not use the language. All the frameworks to their full ability. I think the 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 question is, you know, what you know, how you use those things. So, for example, um, you know, a, a properties, in other words, state are, are fantastic. But um, you know, what? How should you know? What consequences does changing that state have? So, for example, I have. Um, I'm not going to say a strict rule, because some things can always be broken, but my my sort of um, policy is that changing a property should have no side effects. Uh, So if it does have a side effect, then I will make you have to change it through a method. Um, Because calling a method, you expect to have side effects. You know, update this, you know, the name of the method suggests there's a side effect. Whereas just setting a property, uh, if all it is, if, how am I, I'm sorry, basically if I say property, you know, something object.x equals, then all it should be doing is changing the value of x. If that setter for that property goes off and then changes something else, there is a side effect for doing it, that's, I don't like that, that's not valid. So I will make x a read-only property, and then you will have, I will have a method, called update x will then do it and also do the side effects because calling a function can have side effects. Setting a property shouldn't have side effects other than changing that actual property. Does that make sense? It
0: makes perfect sense and, and is also a reason why our, our, our pattern tend to be going to create an. If we create an object, the object has to get created from, you know, a, a a set of key paths from the object graphs like where am i going to go pluck the data to create this object and then the properties some of which are computed some are just passing through the data a consumer of that shouldn't have to know or care and in the case of 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 like a content advisory you know uh it is very common to be able to figure out you know to to, to calculate to compute something you may need to get data from a bunch of different places Run them through a, a, a function, run them through a method, get the return value, and so you know a, a, a read-only property, whether it's read-only, yeah, a read-only property, kind of saves you. It gives you the best of both worlds. So there are very strict rules for how do you how you create the object and change it, and very simple rules for for accessing values of, of from that object in the form of properties. Anyway. Uh, we could, we could, we could go and get spun around for this, but we just—I want to spin a record and play more music and dance on my way out. Sing for us, John. Sing. Oh, I'm not going to. I will sing for you next week. Next week is Hack Week, but I'm already Hack Day, Thursday and Friday, and I already have my Hack project in mind. My, my oh. head has been spinning, but I can't tell you about it until afterwards.
1: Oh, does this means we're gonna have to? Uh, if you're gonna, you. know, if you win we're gonna have to listen to about your oh or, god or yes. just like yes your, it's like this is where you become like your the prima donna hollywood star oh your, yes you know 17th oscar and <laughs> totally. you know, thanking your mother once again <laughs> yes, for, yes. You know, it's having that... sex with your father it's like
0: oh my yeah. god <laughs> okay again i'm gonna tell not ask don't bring my mommy into this
1: it was my favorite uh Father's Day card I saw last I mean I know we're nowhere near Father's Day this time, but it was a it was a great Father's Day card and it just said uh it, it just said Thanks for having sex with mum <laughs> That was the only contribution <laughs> in nothing there. But there we go. Anyway, John, if people wish to send you such greetings and messages of thanks and uh... Well, (laughs) um, inquiry, where should they do that?
0: Well, on the only appropriate place for civil loving inquiry on the Internet, Twitter, where you'll find me as Jembe. That's D-J-E-M-B-E, like the West African drum. And Scotty, if people want to amplify my message
1: of telling you to be nice to me rather than asking, where may they do that? They again can do that on Twitter as uh, um, MacDevNet. I almost forgot my Twitter handle there. Or on micro.blog as Scotty. Or, of course, they can get hold of both of us using that good old-fashioned... A uh, technique called email, uh, and that's um, feedback at ideveloper dot co. Well, John, good luck for the hack week next week. Uh, I guess by time, uh, oh no, you won't be in it yet. So, um, uh, I look forward to hearing about what uh, what you're doing, and um, uh, you yeah, uh, know, I I do hope you win. But uh, yeah. you shut up what admit it. Say? You like you hope I don't. No, no, I want you to win because I was like I want success in your life. Yeah. But really I don't want to make the doors any wider where we have to go just to get your head through them. So All right, I I hope you win, but the judges say you win, but here here is here is some know, yeah, here is some sobering extra information to keep you within reality and sensibility.
0: No, they'll just say you win but Head. All right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that. All right. Okay. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, hopefully there's been something in that rambling there that uh, gives you any value or gives you some entertainment or, or whatever else. Go check out Wishbone Ash and uh, Johnny Fishcake on the drums um, <laughs> on the ladies' store. We, we really must send him sending something to apologize for this uh, abuse to his name. Anyway, Thanks. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And until next time, you take care. The
0: top of the top